Hello? 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 Can you hear me? I hear you. What? Okay. So, um, I'm assuming you didn't hear the intro. It is, um, does my past really matter? In today's society where privacy is a thing of the past, we have the tool and resources that allow someone to prejudge us without meanness, without the full story or detail. On top of that, we use it against someone else. Yet in the black community, everything that doesn't go our way is because of prejudice. Maybe so. However, what does our past say about who we are currently? Our past may say, hey, I was arrested, but it doesn't say that I was convicted. Our past may say that the environment that I was raised in doesn't produce model citizens. So how does it impact who we are now? Because you were arrested, does that mean you're a bad person? Because you weren't raised in an ideal neighborhood means that you're not going to be successful. No, you are not your past and don't let your past represent nor limit you nor your potential. So let's talk about does our past really matter? Okay, sure. Let's talk about it. Well, you know, nowadays, everything is, I guess, it has to be a a picture-perfect situation, you know. And if it's not similar to our situation, we think it's bad. Uh, You're a bad person or what have you. What does that say about who you are? You know, you may have done some things, but that doesn't mean you're a bad person. Currently, that just means that, you know, maybe when you were young, you made some bad choices. Right. Right. What's your thoughts on that? <clears throat> I think that you're right. Um, your past doesn't define who you are now, but it mm-hmm. played a role in how you become. If how you became sense. right, right. Yeah, yes, yes. Um, or oh, and still, how you still? I mean. Every day you become another piece of yourself, so to speak. So I think that your past contributes to that. But I don't think it's relevant to the now. Okay. Um, hold on, let me gather my thoughts. Um, so when when you when you talk about um 
past choices and, and uh, let's say um, unlawful activity, whether it's okay. um, you know whether it's uh, theft or you know uh, drug dealing or uh, whatever. Just because, like you said earlier, just because you made that choice to do that, then it it's not relevant to what you're trying to accomplish as a person now. Right. So when you go and and you fill out an application and ask those questions, well, obviously, um, by law, you have to check it. Um, The unfortunate part is sometimes you don't get the opportunity to explain past that because most corporations, when they look at at the block being checked, then they kind of roll on past you. So your opportunity, your opportunity to explain, and and it could be extenuated circumstances. It could, you could have just been in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people, and obviously you had to everybody do the time because, yeah, yeah. And um, I think, given the opportunity, if it's a situation like that, that you know we should give opportunities to be able to explain that because we shouldn't look at what this person committed in the past and assume that it has anything to do with present day. You know what I mean? Um, And I think the problem is, is that we, you know, when that happens, it's held instead of you being looked at and, and, um, I guess, as as achieving something, you when you have a, a checkered past like that, that's all they tend to look at and see your past. Right. And they can't see past. They can't see past that. So I think it's important that we start to really understand um, people for who we are now, and I think for the people who have checkered past. I think it's time for them to get past that. I think it's time to stop bringing it up because you can't move forward if you continue to bring your past into your present. You see what I'm saying? Um, I think so. Wait, real quick, go ahead. I think that is that is systematic, right? I think that it's because like you're constantly reminded every time you turn on television that 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 Black America uh, were slaves. You know what I mean? So if you can't get beyond that, you won't prosper, if you will. You see what I mean? Well, if you can't see besides, if you can't see past the slavery, you'll never see or never understand how we were also king and queen. Oh, big fact. That's a, that's a fact. So I think it's a matter of, and, and, and then too, yes, you are correct. Um, I definitely agree with the you know, with you saying that, yeah, it is systematic, but sometimes our our past is sometimes in our control because, you know, say for, um, and, and it's, I, I think it's a little out of our control when we're talking about jobs because you have to check the box. Excuse me. However, when you are, are a boss, and you are self-employed, and you're making it, it's irrelevant. 
no one should try and hold you back or no one can hold you back because of your past when you own the company. You see what I'm saying? So it's kind of one of those things where it's almost as if you want to say, check your past, be be your own boss. Because at that point, the sky really becomes the limit. But when you have that check it pass and you have to be an employee, they put the glass ceilings up. They make you think that you can go to the sky, but they're going to stop you just shy of being CFO or CEO simply because of your check it pass. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're talking about that. They, they, They don't want you to really get off the first floor because of your check it pass. Right. But right. it is one of those things where it's it's so sad, but I got to find something to keep you in control just because someone had, had made a mistake now. That's not saying that a lot of the the corporate heads don't have a checkered pass as well. Right. Don't, don't forget that part, but because of uh, – uh, maybe it's the connection. Maybe it's uh, who they knew. Something, of course, of course. The network. Are we gonna overlook that? You just come right on in and don't don't even worry about that. Mm-hmm. But we're not in those positions to make those decisions. So we definitely got to put ourselves in that position and get beyond our past. Real quick, let's introduce uh, Dr. Twin. He's joining us tonight uh, on the panel. Twin, welcome. What's going on, family? What's going on, Twin? Ugh, got the, you know, got the information about the uh, the checker pass. Was just listening in uh, with regards to the past, and and I agree. I agree that you know when you do have a checker pass, uh, you know, first of all, if they even let you in the door to get the job with the checker pass, you know, I think they do try to limit you. Um, based upon your path. And you would hope that if you are given the opportunity to work and get your foot in the door, that they would judge you based upon who you are now and the skills and assets that you bring now rather than something that happened in the past. But a lot of places, as you say, will put that ceiling up there and only will let you go but so far uh, because of your past or because of something you've done and they will always almost keep that stigma attached to you. Um, even though something that's happened in the past doesn't mean that that defines you. Even though some people may try to make that define you, you don't have to let that be the definition of who you are as a person. Um, ain't nobody perfect in this world. We all have a path. We've all made mistakes. It's the thing about how do you overcome that mistake and what do you do uh, once you do overcome that mistake. And, for example, like I've known someone, uh, one of my brother's friends who, when we were growing up, she lived in a rough neighborhood. You know, the hood, it was bad, shooting, killing, all that happened. But her mindset was that, hey, I'm going to make it out of here and do something with my life. And when they graduated, she went to college with my brother. And when she graduated college, she went to med school. She got her own medical practice now. So it's all about having that mindset that no matter what environment you came from, what past you had, you can always come out of it. You can always get better. You can always achieve what you want to achieve 
is up to you having that mindset to try to pull out of it and making sure you define yourself and not letting what you've done or other people define who you are. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't say it better myself. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And that's the issue that I have, especially when you um, just leave it at like, like that one uh, checkbox. You know what I mean? You're not, you're not asking for details. You're not asking for outcomes. You're not asking for anything. It's just, you know, have you ever been arrested? Well, according to the newspaper, the CEO was arrested for a DUI yesterday or last month. Is he unemployable because of his issue? Oh, we don't want to talk about that one. And the thing about it is he should be, but, you know, depending on what color he is, he's probably just going to get uh, one of those, oh, we'll put you on leave with pay while we investigate or while the investigation is going on. But right. if he's a black person, he's out. He getting walked out the door with his box that same day. No investigation, no being convicted. It's just the fact that you were deemed, or you were charged, or you were uh, accused of this particular thing. The accusation alone uh, kills the black man. The white man, it ain't gonna be the accusation. It gotta be the actual conviction. And even if they're convicted, it depends on what society or what company he's in, they'll still try to hush it or put it underneath the rug and still try to say, we'll let you get out to see your position or we'll hire you in another part of the company and do all this. It's like they'll do the workaround for the type, right type of person. But the other person, you're going to be the martyr for the incident and you get to go down in flames, but we'll protect this person. So like I said, once it depends again, on who you know. Once again, it's, you, you don't even know the details. You know, I wasn't even driving the car. They just pulled up, and I was helping somebody in the car. And y'all, and y'all booked me off on drunk driving or under the influence. Come on, for real? Exactly. As I said, at wrong place, wrong time. It, it hurts a lot of people. It put a lot of people in situations, and in that they get convicted of stuff that either they were in the wrong place or wrong time, a mistaken identity, all those things have happened. And there's a lot of people that are in jail right now because of mistaken identity or wrong place, wrong time. Somebody else puts you in a situation and you're being accused of something where you wouldn't even know where they're. Luckily, technology is better now that they can fight that. But back in the day, you didn't have that. Everything went by word of mouth. And there's a lot of people suffering because of those kind of situations. And when they get out, even though they're exonerated, they still got to check the box because they were convicted. Unless they overturn the mm-hmm. conviction all the way, they still got to check the box. Mm-hmm. So you're still limiting them from having the future they want to because you're still putting a roadblock in front of them. Mm-hmm. And that's even the same thing like um, when when you've done your time and you get out and you've completed your probation and you paid your restitution it's the same it's the same thing when you have to write to the governor in order to have your voting rights restored versus them being automatically restored once you have you know gotten yourself on the right path so to speak and i understand that you know some people come out and they finish their probation and then they you know 
they may pay all their restitution, then they turn around and do the same thing all over again. I understand um, people go through cycles like that, but there are also people who complete everything that needs to be completed, get themselves on the right track, and then they have to beg and plead in order to be able to vote and become a productive citizen in society. Beg and plead for what's rightfully mine. How you how you how you take away my rights? They are my rights. Mm-hmm. My rights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you already took away my right to freedom. And now you're gonna take away my right to 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 be productive in society. Mm-hmm. And now I turn back to the life of crime that, you know, that got me in this place in the, in the first place, in the situation in the first place. So maybe it's designed to be that that revolving door. I think the system is designed that way. Um, you know, I guess the, the and that's that's the unfortunate part. Um, I guess the only good thing about it is if you're smart enough to realize that it's a revolving door then you are actually smart enough to be able to do something about it and, you know, keep yourself from walking in it and hopefully help pull the next generation along in the right direction. Right. I I agree with that. You know, you, you do got, we, it is, it's been past time for us to wake up, you know, and we got to realize that our past does not define who we are. Our circumstances does not define who we are. You know, it's just a temporary setback, or maybe it was a lesson that we had to go That's through a, a for the next year. Right. So don't just don't 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 lay down because you know you fell down. No, so, you get on back up and you keep pushing. So let me ask you a question here. Let's take it. You know. <clears throat> In a, in a little bit of a different direction when we're talking about past. When we talk about past, when it comes to um, the husband and wife, you know, you in relationships. Um, because, you know, oftentimes you pass in relationships, you know, some people, like one person can't handle the past of another and, you know, vice versa, and, and all the things fall apart because yeah. of your past. What do you, What is your take on um, on that, even whether you discuss it or not, or whether you know you or or recommendations on on how to handle it, or what what are your thoughts? Twin, that, I think that's for you, bro. Uh, no problem. I think when it comes down to relationships and past, I, I think for me, a lot of it deals with communication. Um, having a communication, uh, we all got a past. We've all have had a type of upbringing, and no matter how much we may have grown up from that upbringing. That upbringing still is a part of us, and there's still some traits of things from our upbringing that we carry over into adult life and that you will bring over into a relationship. Um, 
and you would hope that the person that you're communicating with and trying to get to know, you will date them and try to, I guess, see and notice things as you're dating and communicating with them. Um, some things you may not actually see unless you actually go further in relationships and you may live together. But it's all I think stems with, stems with for me communication. You talk about it, uh, talk about your past, how was your upbringing, you know, how was things for you. And I think if you're a keen listener, you can pick up on different cues, pick up on different things they say or not say. And if you're a keen listener, you can kind of just deposit those things in the back of your mind or ask follow-up questions and get more deeper into it if they're ready to speak about it at that time. Um, but for me, I think if you lead with communication and kind of just listen to people uh, and the person that you're really trying to get interested to, I think you'll find a lot about the person's past and how that past may affect them in certain situations that may come up. Would you, okay, so would you hold certain things or would you let a relationship go because of someone's past, even though that's not who they are now? Um, would you let the relationship go, you know, and just not even move forward with it? Everything is subject to the person and the type of past. Um, I wouldn't say that everybody's past, everybody can't handle or take. And if you know that maybe too much for you to take, don't get in it to hurt somebody's feelings when they're mad in love with you when at the onset you couldn't handle their past to begin with. Um, so I would say that it's person dependent, and if you feel like that's something that you can handle, then proceed. But if you feel like that that may be too much for you to be fully committed in with that person, then don't do that because you end up damaging them further in the long run. Mm, okay. Now, Cousin, you're not getting off that easy. Oh, listen, I'll, I'll just be in the gym. You know, I'll just be in the gym. Gentlemen, don't get that twisted. Never scared. <laughs> so, for for me, you know, everybody do have a past, and like and like my twin said, let's let's have a conversation about it and let's move forward. Now, everything that we go through, we don't quite remember at the time you ask, you know. So it may be some things that says, oh. Hey, this that twenty third, you know, forthcoming with it. Some things you may not know. You know what I mean? But when it when it's right. brought to you, then you say, Hey, you know, this that twenty third. That's that's all you can do. But communication is the key. You know, let me give you that option to to dip or to stay. You follow me? Because some some things may you may see qualities in me beyond that. Mm-hmm. You, you follow me? So if you look at my past and you're like, oh, boy, boy, boy. But then you see me today, it's like, damn, you know, okay, I'm glad I, I took that leap because I see a lot of maturation. I see, you know, the qualities that I that I was looking for. But if you wouldn't have taken that leap, you could have missed out. But it's started with that communication. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. you asked the question, I'm going to need you to answer that one, too. 
Let's get a woman's perspective. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to say this. Too. I agree with both of you. Communication is definitely important. Um, I think the unfortunate part is when you're in the dating era or the getting to know one another phase, um, you know, there's a lot of talking going on. And, you know, like, like you said, not everything is covered, you know, like not everything is brought to the forefront because, you know, like you said, you don't automatically remember and, and spit out everything you've been through. Um, I think that so sometimes getting into a relationship, you know, you, you don't know everything about the person. It's like a, um, excuse me, like a minefield so to speak, and, you know, you never know what you might step on or, or when you're going to step on one is going to blow up. I think what it, and the important thing is is that, you know, like you said, you got to know who you have now. You know, forget about, not forget, but don't worry about the choices that were made in the past. It's, it's about who you are now. Now, I think that there are certain instances where, um you know, you you may be cautious, you know, if you find out that, you know, you married a cheater. Okay, I think that, that that's caution. You know, you have to talk about it and, and be able to, you know, move past it. But for the most part, you're not going to find out or figure out or talk about everything while you're in the getting to know each other face. Um, so it's going to be a learning experience and you have to be open. And, you know, I always learn, you know, don't ask a question you really don't want to know the answer to. Well, that comes with, so that comes with maturation as well. You know, just in that regard, you, you ask me, you know, well, okay. have you ever, you know, stolen anything? Um, not intentional, <laughs> but sometimes, you know. Right. You take somebody lighter and put it in your pocket because y'all like that conversing, or you know, you take the pen and and clip it on like paper clips. You know what I mean? Like it's certain things that that it's it's so minuscule to where it's not even a value, or you don't realize that you're doing it. But you can leave your wallet here, and it's gonna be in the same place, same position that you you left it. You know what I mean? Because I'm 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 not a thief. Right. 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 I understand. So yeah, I mean, I, it's it's important. Um, I think, and and then too, you know, your past. What you don't want to do is get into a relationship and spend all this time talking about what was, and no time talking about what is, because then what's going to be, um, or what's going to be right, because then you miss an opportunity. You miss the blessing. And, you know, I think that what's important for, for people to remember is that sometimes what God, what, what God ordains to be, you know, is, is going to be. And, you know, you have to lean on your discernment and accept the fact that, you know, okay, this is it. This is where I'm supposed to be. And whatever comes up from the past, it's just that, the past. 
Um, I think yeah. that the unfortunate part is, is that, you know, um, I know people who are in troubled relationships because they haven't let the past go quite yet. You know what I'm saying? And it's always, exactly. you know, they're stuck. They're stuck in one era of their life um, simply because they don't know how to be someone else or they don't know how to evolve and grow with their partner. Um, you know what I mean? And so their past is basically, it has a stronghold on them. And, um, you know, in, in the past ruins relationships. So you have to be able to evolve and grow, especially when it comes to your relationships. Yeah. I mean, you look, you, you, like, like twin was saying earlier, you know, without those, without those, those uncomfortable conversations, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's damaging. It can be damaging to both parties. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. if something come up from my past and it's like, well, why you didn't tell me? It's like, you know, hell, I didn't know. You know, I, th- I thought everything was, was squared away and, and done. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know that it wasn't done. Well, you didn't tell me this, so I, what else didn't you tell me in our relationship? Wait a minute. How we, wait. You, you see what I mean? And so now, like you said, right. now the bed is um, uncomfortable to sleep in. So now you're looking mm-hmm. at me funny just because something slipped my mind. Something. Or, or right, right. Or, you know, your interpretation of a situation being done, whatever it may be, um, you know, and there was another step, you know. You know, so, I mean, I definitely get that, you know. I think that in the grand scheme of things, pasts are important because they help kind of shape the person you are. It's like like you said, a life lesson. You know, you, you're supposed to learn from it, grow, evolve, mature, and, and honestly just move on. But when you're stuck living in the past, whether it may be, you know, driving down memory lane, talking about, you know, all the, you know, the good times you used to have when you could, you know, drive without seatbelts or, you know, uh you know, you could get off work and, you know, drink cold beers until it was late at night and get up and do it all the next day. And now, you know, life isn't like that or whatever the case may be. Um, I think that it's important to remember that the person you were isn't the person that you are. And while it's unfortunate enough that, you know, you have to, check applications or check your check the block on applications and stuff, you know, you have to do that, but you don't constantly have to remind yourself of your past. You don't constantly have to knock yourself down because of your past. Um, you don't constantly have to look in a real view mirror either. Oh, absolutely. That's the reason why it's, it's behind you. It's give you a glance of what's back there, you know, and it's only for your safety to make sure nothing from your past come back and hit you. That's what the rearview mirror is for. So you can make sure that nothing else can come and hit you. Because if that was the case, then it would be in the front, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, so it's, 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 
Um, what's that saying? You don't know where you're going to. You know where you've been. Well, where I've been ain't got nothing to do with where I'm going. I know. I know how not to get back there. Well, absolutely. I I remember where I come from. Don't make no mistake about it. But do I need a constant reminder? Twin, where you at? And I agree with you. You know, uh, like I said, you don't need a constant reminder of your past, but you accepted what the past was, and you're looking towards the future. You're looking towards better. Like you said, keep your past in the rearview mirror. If you're letting your past catch up to you and you can see it in your side view mirror and it's like right there on the side of you, that's a problem. It's like, why are you bringing your past into your present? And I think a lot of people keep bringing their past into their present, which is cloudy in their future. And that means you got to handle that past before you even try to think about what you're trying to do in the future. And when you get in new situations and circumstances and things, keep failing or, or you keep having the same issue is because you haven't dealt with your past. You haven't dealt with your past. And until you deal with that past, you can't really do anything because your vision is clouded. You can't see what's in front of you because you keep looking at what's behind you. You got to leave that there. Say, hey, accept whatever happened in the past. It's the past. I accept it. I embrace it. But like Ms. Twin was saying, you learn from it. You grow from it. You mature from it and say, well, that was then. I'm not that person no more, but, hey, I did it back in that day, but I'm not that person today. Today, I'm this person. Today, this is what I'm trying to do. This is my mindset. This is what I'm trying to pursue. And until a person can get to the point where they can accept the past and leave it back there and not dwell on it, your mindset, I mean, you're going to always continually have that haunting you. And, and, and if it's affecting your relationship, your job, just your everyday doing things for yourself, what you want to do for your future, what you want to do for your life. You need to really sit down, cut all the noise off, cut all the social media off because social media ain't going to help you deal with your past and ain't going to help you deal with your life. You need to focus on you, look in the mirror, handle your issue, and then start getting yourself together so that you can get yourself ready for yourself to be better, get yourself ready for somebody else if you're looking for someone, and if you're in a marriage, be able to express and be ready for your mate, your husband, your wife, and show them who you are really. Now that you're letting that dead weight off, you can be you and live your life. Preach. Listen, man. Everybody run from their past or run from my past until they need me to be that person I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh God! No, 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 no! Hear me out! Hear me out! Hear me out! It's one of those things where you can't you can't pick and choose, right? When you're done with it, you're done with it, and it's and it's a battle that 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 we all face daily. You know what I mean? It's like we we may listen to a song that takes us back to a place in time of when we was uh, when we was living slick. You know what I mean? So I believe in order for you to really be truly done with it, you probably need to let that music go as well. If it's reminding you, mm-hmm. if it's taking up those demons, mm-hmm. you got to let that go as well. For me, it's certain things that I will not watch because I'm not going to shake up that demon. I'm not going to watch it. So, you so you're me? saying that you are. 
you're you're basically always aware and and because of your past um some of the choices that you make are you have that in mind, and you avoid things that take you back there. Yeah, I have to, because it's once you escape the lion's den. I mean, the the, the lion's you know, ease your hand out of the lion's mouth. You don't go and put it back and be like, hey, you know, I'm gonna try it again because this time you may not be successful. So you leave well enough alone. You know, you you've outgrown. Uh, in some regard, but you're not trying to wake it up because if, if you wake it up this time, you may not be successful. And you have more to lose. You have more people going to be impacted by this decision. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to I'm not going to go buy a blue bandana. No. No. Uh-uh. I might not wear other colors or minimal, but I'm not going to do that because it will wake it up and shake it. You see what I mean? Uh-huh. There's certain things you can do. If you know what your weakness are, if your weakness is women, you might not need to go to strip clubs. Uh-huh. You, you know what I mean? If, if you, you have to know what your weakness are. Period. Uh-huh. That's a good point. Oh, if you like dancing, you ain't got to be a stripper to be a dancer. Hell, go be on the praise and worship team at, at the at the church house. It's you see what I mean? Like you, it, it's ways out. But mm-hmm. if you know what your demon are is, all of them, don't go and wake them up. Keep them sleep. So don't put yourself in that situation. Hmm. That's good, there. Yeah, absolutely correct. I remember. Yeah, because I... well, me and my, me and my wife before we got married, we were talking. She was like, "What you about to do? I'm about to go to the strip club and shoot pool. It's because it was closest." Like, well, she got quiet, like, like quiet. Ooh, don't... you okay? No, I ain't comfortable with that. Well, okay, but those demons was gone for me a long time ago, so that doesn't have the effect on me as some. Like I don't even want you touching me. No, you can't dance for me. Move. I'm trying to shoot pool. You know what I mean? But I'm glad we had that conversation when we did, so that it made made me aware of your discomfort. But you have some people who knowingly put themselves in a situation and not only is women your your weakness, but you don't took your week's paycheck and now the house is gonna suffer because you <laughs> you fell you fell for the okie doke, you fell weak and you done spent up all the money. Double women. Mhm. Not twin. I wish the twin. I'm like, is it one thing when? Huh? <laughs> I might. I, I, I might not go to the, to the strip club and spend up the money. 
But I'm damn, I'm damn sure may go to a cigar bar. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm with you though. But everybody, everybody knows their demons. Everybody knows what their weaknesses is. If you do not know, that means you haven't taken the time to really get to know you. Because everybody Absolutely. knows what their weaknesses are, and if you can't handle. That weakness or can't control that weakness, don't put yourself in situations where that weakness is going to be tempted to do something that's going to affect you. Back in the day, it probably would have just affected you. But if you have matured and hopefully grown since then, now your your decision affects not only you, it can affect your household, it can affect your family. So it's even more detrimental now. Uh, when you're yeah, an adult and put yourself in that situation, then you were in the past when you were young, oh, it just affected me. Mom and daddy, they might cry, be mad, but it's just me. I'm the one going to take the blame. So it's like I said, even if you're in a different place now, you got to think better, move better, be smarter, and keep yourself out of situations that's not going to put you in the best situation, that's not going to put you and you and your family in a dire situation at all. Like I said, you going to the strip club, that's your weakness, and then you're going to take the whole check, too? Well, the whole check? Lights go out. What happens when food goes food to eat? You know, like, what what happens then? It's like you got to be you got to be smart about yourself, and if you have friends that go to those places, you got to let me hanging out with some of those friends if they're trying to go there all the time and drag you with them. You know, you got to be with some other people that – like-minded, like, no, we ain't trying to do that. Let's go ahead and do the grown man stuff. We can just go hang out here. Ain't got to worry about spending money at the strip club. You know, it's just about putting yourself in situations to keep you away from that weakness uh, so that you won't be drawn back into it. Sure, absolutely. That's that's where it is, you know. It, it's there, and, and the temptation is strong, and the temptation is heavy. But once mm-hmm. you know, you know, your weakness, ah, uh, don't don't do it, don't do mm-hmm. it, bro. Because you 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 gonna fall short. Until you get over it, you're gonna fall short. Not ten t- nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten, you're gonna fall short. Mm-hmm. We're gonna take the time to introduce Pastor to the line. Pastor, welcome. Good evening to everybody. <clears throat> How goes it? You don't walk in the middle one. I, nah, I just I just got in and I heard uh, 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 that um, the two of y'all going to a strip club. You want me to go with you? I think that's what I heard. <laughs> I'm not sure. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know exactly what I heard, but but I walked. Hey, in if you're going, I know we in good company. <laughs> 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 hey, somebody gonna come up by that uh, joint, save, you know. Get some hands laid off. Right. No, we don't want to lay hands in the strip club. Trust me. <laughs> we do not want to go lay hands. That would be kind of difficult to explain, but hey, but oh, that, no, oil, I, I, that is not holy oil. <laughs> that's baby oil. That's there you go, man. So you know, I, I don't know. Strip club etiquette. So y'all, y'all just enlighten me on y'all's topic for the night before I comment. How about that? No, we just talking about does your past really matter, man? We talking about uh, 
does it really define who you are now? And I, and I believe the consensus is that, you know, with communication, you can get through anything, especially in, uh, from a marital standpoint, which Ms. Quick uh, brought up. But generally speaking, we, we allow our past to limit us. So mm-hmm. that's what we're trying to, to get through. Okay, well, I understand what you know what you guys are talking about, and sounds like Miss um, Quick took it too. It gave you a different angle on it, so I'm going to give you. Of course, you do. You know my my angle. You know, um, you know when it comes to God, man, um, it's an old old saying, but it says, you know, it's, it's really common that God don't consult your past to con- to to, to um, consider your future. He don't look at your past and say, well. Based off of that, I can't do this, I can't do that. The Bible said if anybody is in Christ, you're a new creation. So in other words, um, my past um, is beneficial for several reasons. One, because I can learn from it. And two, mm-hmm. because I can use it. I can use it to tell somebody, look, been there, done that. You know, so, um, but as far as... Um, um, you know, I guess it depends on, you know, what angle you look at it from because um, I can be a big blessing by telling folk I've been there, I've done this, and God delivered me. But at the same time, uh, if you're not careful, you can allow your past to, to hinder you to say, well, you know, man, it just, you know, God didn't do it this time, he didn't do it that time. But I, I look at it differently. I look at it and say, okay, if God did it then, he'll do it now. So. The, the past, as far as spiritually is concerned, can be um, um, uh, an absolute blessing. It can it can propel you out of some of the lowest lows if you just think back to where you come from, where God brought you from, and also um, it causes me to actually appreciate and love God even more. Because to be honest with you, I don't know of you know, everybody wouldn't have forgiven me for what I did in the past, but God did. He He absolutely forgave it, and if I don't bring it up, he sure ain't going to bring it up. But as far as people are concerned, they come up with that old adage, you know, um, I'll forgive you, but I won't forget. And, you know, I, I, don't, I don't need anything held over my head. So spiritually speaking, man, thank God that um, – he don't go back and do a background check on me and say, well, you know what? He did that. I, I really can't save you. I can't bless you. I can't heal you. I can't use you all because of your past. So my my past doesn't disqualify me with God, but it does with man from time to time. And sometimes even in relationships, it'll um, get in the way. Um, and to kind of piggyback on what it sounds like Ms. Quick said uh, before I got married, you know, we had a lot of conversations, and some things came up, some things didn't, some things I was praying wouldn't come up. But one of the reasons I know that, you know, I had the right person was, you know, even when it was something I was ashamed of, embarrassed of, or, or whatever, we were able to talk it out and ultimately come to the decision that was before my time. That was before I met you. That was before you met God. So, you know, let's. Let's move forward. I don't, you're not that person anymore. I, you know, some things she was shocked about. You did this. You you did that. You know. You? And uh, I was, I was, yeah, I was so embarrassed. But 
it ended up being a blessing because what she was saying was the person that I know, there's no way you would have done that, you know. So that let me know that some type of conversion had taken place. So um, um, the past is the past, and everybody has one. I don't care who you are, you you definitely have one. And um, I'm not proud of mine, but I want to say this, I am thankful for mine. I'm not proud of it, but I'm thankful for it, very thankful for it. So it's funny you said you said something in there. You, you was talking about um, how you you brought it up and, and and it was like a confirmation, like you know that it's behind you. When she said you right. did this, that that kind of shows mm-hmm. like that 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 you've changed. That kind of that kind of showed that you know that's not you anymore, and that you're uh, I guess on your good foot. You, you know right. what I mean? So yeah. sometimes I guess having those conversations and putting it out there, you know, it, it, it's not all bad. Me personally, I don't. I it'd be like I'm seeking validation to, to, to see, you know, have have I changed or whatever. No, I know I've changed. That's the reason why I come home every day after work instead of twin detouring and going to the strip <laughs> club. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So. Gotcha. That's that's when you know that that the change has, has come because, like Twin said, when you when you become an adult, it, it's not like when you were doing those those adolescent things where it wasn't anyone else being affected by it. As an adult, it affects family, it affects the household, it affects you know business, it affects a multitude of things. No doubt about it. Yeah, absolutely. I have no doubt. But again, <clears throat> I'm going to stay on the spiritual tip of this thing. You know, you said you talked about, you know, uh, when you became an adult. And that's a very familiar scripture that says, you know, when I was a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I, you know, I put away the childish things. You know, that there ought to come a time where, um, you know, um, a lot of things become our past, and uh, if your past is still who you are, you got an issue, you got a problem, you know, so if the the three of us used to go <clears throat> to the strip club, and then uh, now all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm quote-unquote an adult, I'm mature now, I've gotten older, you know, when you call me and say, man, they open up a new one, it's right in the middle, just just middle of all of us, let's meet up at this spot. And I, I should be mature enough to say, you know what, brother, um, you know, it was what it was then. And uh, I know I walked with you then and everything. But now it's a new season, man, and it's time for me, you know, to put that behind me. And you know what? I love you enough to say, man, it's the same thing for you because you're going to um, – this is going to affect your business. This is going to affect your marriage. It's going to affect you being a father. And all of that, man, you know, it's time to, for the old dogs to get on the porch now. You know, uh, if I love you, I would tell you that much. I, w- I would have to say that to you. So um, you have to put away these, these things, man, these, these childish things. And we all had them. We all did them. And I think I heard twins say, you know, if you don't know about your past, if you don't know what your demons are or whatever, you, you well, first of all, you're just in denial because all of us know about those skeletons, we still got a closet. And some of those skeletons still got a little meat on them, too. 
So, you know, you got to know yourself. You got to know your limitations and 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 uh, all of that. So, man, I, I just think there comes a point where you things away. They're not going to leave you. You just have to be mature enough to say, you know what, it's time out for that. I, you know, that's it is what it is, but it's time out. And and if you're my brother and you love me, you're going to say I can respect that. Well, me personally, I, before we even close that chat, I'm be like, I'm like, damn, dog, what your wife think about you still going to the strip club? I need, yeah. I need to know, you know, uh, I just need to know. Maybe you tell her you're going to Bible study. I don't know, but yeah. me, yeah. me, me personally, nah, now nah, we need to hang out and, and talk. You know, need to go do, you know, kick it with the fellas. You know, let's let's go and kick it with the fellas. You know, mm-hmm. hell, you can go bowling or smoke cigars or. But whatever, there's other things that we can do that uh, could bring the camaraderie back or it could help a brother, you know, a place where we can sit and talk and a brother can get something off the chest. I don't I don't readily think that the strip club is it. You know what I mean? Or, or we could play a game of basketball. You know what I mean? Like, there's other things that we could do as brothers that we're not going to shake up our past. You know, we ain't going, I ain't going to pick you up from the trap house. Or, you know, we ain't going to go and roll one. No, we did that as a kid. You know, now we are all adults. Let's, you know, keep a clear mind and a clear head when we have these discussions. So that way we know you understand versus you say, oh man, y'all blowing my high. You know, I was high. I was drunk. I, I forgot. You know what I mean? So I think that, um, as adults, we, we need to find um, adult men, males. We need to find better places. If we're going to go and have our men's night out, I don't think the strip club have to be it. Well, I know from past uh, shows that, um, you know, you're passionate about helping young people. Uh, I've heard Twin talk about in the past some things that, you know, he, he took people's kids and you know, took care of them or helped kids in the past, things of that nature. Okay, and I try to be passionate about it also. What what I mean, what do you, what is that gonna do to our testimony when we go to teenage kids and, you know, they find out that we just came out of the strip club. I mean, are they really gonna listen to anything we got to say? I mean in all honesty, man, if somebody holds you in high esteem, they shouldn't catch you in low places. That's just all there is to it. And uh that's the thing about it. It's not just us anymore. It's, it's the people we are surrounded by, the people that love us, the people that, you know, when when you are raised up, you become, in essence, the light of the world. You you become, you know, very visible. People see you. There's no way you can go that people don't know you or or, or whatever, whatever. So you got to be conscious of all those things at all times, man. So that's why we have to um, – I call it guarding your testimony, you know, uh, walking the walk. If you're going to tell them don't do this, then you shouldn't be doing it either. I mean, you know, don't ever tell them them something that they need to do if you're not already doing it. So, um, you know, that's just my my take on it, man. That's how I feel. Um, I would be extremely upset if I knew that you guys were, you know, hanging out in the strip club. You know, that that would – I'd still love you, but I'd have to distance myself from you because, nah, man, I, that's 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 <laughs> uh, nah, that season's gone. 
Miss Quick, what's your thoughts? Not not about you and going to the strip club, but you, you know, just in general. <laughs> <laughs> you are something else. Um, I I agree, you know, with with everything everybody is saying. I think that, you know, it's important that we use our past to teach and to to help people, especially our children. Hopefully, learn from from where we come from, um, and then and then that way, you know, kind of create a different path for them to walk. Um, I think it's important that we recognize our demons from our past, and not necessarily try to put them all to the test. You know, like if if the demon is the strip club, well, just because you know you think you over it, don't mean you got to go try it. You know what I'm saying? Right, Especially right. if you're at a point if you're at a point where you're in a relationship or in a marriage, um, it doesn't mean that you just because you've overcome multiple demons that you got to go try them all and test because you just may fail. You know, like you say, you, you, you may end up, you know, going to the strip club, falling for the okie doke and spending all the money, you know, so you yeah. created a, another whole, a, a whole another slew of problems. Um, I think it's important that, that we don't allow our past to um, prohibit us from growth. And and I say that to say is, you know, look at the past and and use it as a tool to move forward. But don't keep looking back. Like once you've acknowledged where you've come from, you you don't have to keep your eyes in a rear view because obviously you never see where you're going. You know, you got to move forward with that. And especially in relationships, you know, you, you got to, um, you know, like Pastor and his wife, and then even you and I um, have had the conversation before. Well, that was before me, you know. Um, so it's, it's one of those things to where, for relationships, you know, whoever God places you with, and, and keep in mind, I did say God, um, because I, I believe that God has to be in that relationship in order for you to be able to handle someone else's past anyway. Anyway, because yeah, because me, the 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 person without God, I can't handle that. You know, like I don't even, I don't even want anything. That, you know, I'm gone. I can't even, I can't even do this. You know, it's too much. You know, and because we don't want to take on the stress of dealing with other people's pets. But when you got God in that relationship, it's it's like okay. You know, you're mature enough to see past that. You're mature enough to understand that look, this is this is a choice that I've made then, and it's not the person now. So, um, you know, I think I think it's important. I think that you know, especially in a past that joined um, after we had talked about, you know, the the system using our past to hold us back as well. So, you know, that's just another part of the story where. You know, you, you make choices um, in your younger years and you grow older and you realize that the choices that you made are, are still going to, you know, kind of limit you a little bit. Um, you have to be able to maneuver past that and see past that. You know, so it's, it's kind of one of those things where you've reached your limitations as an employee, become the employer. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have to mm-hmm. kind of think outside and figure out how, you know, if the system or a person is holding your past against you. You figure out 
uh, that that chess move. I don't know how to play chess, but when they're playing checkers, you play chess. You know, so that way you're always one step ahead and you're figuring out your next move to kind of get from under that glass ceiling that someone has put over you. Oh, that's true. Now, I, I'm going I'm to I'm spin this a little bit. Is Would it be fair for me to help you get through your past and and uh, overlook some things and, you know, understand and, you know, continue to rock with you? But then when something of my past come about, you retreat. I'm sure we've heard those stories and we've seen those situations where it's like that that double standard you know what i mean like oh no you can't have a pass i got a pass but when your pass come about oh no i can't handle this that's too much what do we do in those situations well if you're married then i guess it's just too late you just gotta deal with it (laughs) but you know when you're if you're in the phase when when you're in the phase where you know, there can't be a double standard. Okay, let me just say that. There can't be a double standard because and Pastor, you can step in and give a little bit of word, but for me, if I'm your wife, right, um, Mm -hmm. I have to be able, I can't expect you to do something that I'm not going to do. I can't put something on you um, and expect you not to put something back on me as far as past. We have to both be in the same mindset and understand, okay, you know, and not compete. You know what I'm saying? And not compare with your past, worse than mine, or, you know, I've done worse than that. You know, this isn't, this is this is our life that we're trying to build. This isn't a competition, and this isn't trying to, you know, I'm not trying to one-up you on your path and vice versa. So there can't be a double standard um, in marriage, period, because at that point, you know, it, I don't think it's going to work because we're always going to be in competition mode versus husband and wife. Brothers, what y'all got on that? I'm with Ms. Quick. Uh, uh, there shouldn't be no double standard. Um, if if I was there to support you uh, through your past, be accepting, we talked about it, discussed it, and, and I'm still there rocking with you, if something from my past come up, I would expect the same in return from you to be there to rock with me no matter what. Um, you know, we could go through yours. Why can't we make it through mine? Um, you know, if it gets to the point that, you know, my past seems too much for you and makes you question where you really all in to begin with. So were you just straddling the fence and I was just there to help you get through yours and you ready to bounce and go, you know, first sign of trouble or issue, you ready to bounce and go somewhere else. So it always makes you kind of wonder, you know. But my thing is if you all in, you be all in. Uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, we make it through uh, together if that's what you – you know, really want to do and you intend to do, um, you'd be all in with the person that you're with. That's it. Pastor, where you at? I know you got a scripture for me. <laughs> Listen, uh, when, when, when a couple um, take their wedding vows, you know, there's, there's 
they take the exact same verbiage, you know, that you'll be with that person in sickness and health, um, um, you know, um, to death do you part. And so there shouldn't be any discrepancy uh, at all when it comes to, you know, going through whatever with the person. You, you shouldn't compare and say, well, God, you know, my, I went through it with you, uh, and, and and now that I'm going through this thing, is is one thing you know you, you are a, a, I'm only a level five and you your past is a level ten. I just can't do this. That's that's not the way it should be. I mean, listen. The bottom line is this, man. Whenever you get married, if something comes up from that, you know, <clears throat> that husband or whatever, then uh, the bottom line is okay. It makes the husband look bad. But the wife is still obligated by God to be a good wife, regardless to what type of husband that man is. So you shouldn't, you know, adjust your love based off of, you know, something that popped up or something that, you know, that, that you're dealing with. So you got to be either you love me or you don't love me. And my passion stopped me from loving you. You talked about a scripture. There's a um, scripture in the Bible that talks about, a man by the name of um, Hosea, and he literally was, in essence, a pastor, a preacher, a prophet, whatever you want to call it, and he married uh, someone that was a prostitute, and he married her, and he had children by her, and, of course, she went back to her old ways and went back out in the street, and he just, you know, most of us would have been like, okay, and it's clear in the Bible where it talks about how, you know, she didn't just leave him. But she was sleeping with other men. She was doing all kind of things. Literally, she was on the auction block. You know, they were they were just selling her. And this man prayed, and literally God told him, said, go back down there and buy her. And he went back and did that. And I don't know very many men would have done something like that. You know, um, I'm not going to say I could, but I'm just saying, you know, um, Whenever you commit to something, your commitment shouldn't waver based off of, you know, allegations or even, you know, confirmed allegations. You know, if you love me, love me. Don't, you know, if they come pick you up tonight quick and put you in solitary confinement, you know, um, and uh, and Miss Quick called me and said, yes, yeah, definitely true. He is he's guilty of it. You know, um, I'm gonna come down there. And, you know, I'm going to get in some kind of way. I'm going to get to see you. I'm going to visit you. I'm going to tell you that you're wrong, but I will not stop loving you. I'm not going to do that, man, because I'm supposed or we're supposed to treat people the way that God treats us. And everybody on this line should be thankful that God don't walk away from us every time, you know, something pops up from our past. He stays with us, man. He don't. His love is not conditional. It's 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 very much unconditional. So um it bothers me to see not just husband and wife, but anybody that say, you know, they love me, but then when all of a sudden you hear some negative publicity about me, now all of a sudden I, I knew he wasn't this type of person. I can't believe I opened my heart and now all of a sudden he broke it and you know all this garbage, man. Love me, man. Love me. Love me, you know, and uh, so that's just how I feel about it. Just, you know, I just don't think 
you know, your past does matter. You hurt me, you know, but we got to get some help for this thing. We got to work through this thing together. So I may be in the minority, but that's that's just my, you know, um, assessment of that whole situation. I don't need my wife to – there's still something somewhere, I'm sure, that I have done that my wife don't know about. And whatever it is, I'm not – I don't know what it is right off the hand. Whatever it is uh, – I really don't want her to know it, but if she finds out, I would like to think that she wouldn't say, okay, there's the divorce papers because I didn't know this, you know. Um, and maybe you guys look at it and say, well, it depends on what level it is. You know, if she finds out that I had, you know, two other kids by someone, by two other women, you know, and, and that now we've been married all these years and now it pops up, you know, is she going to walk away from me? It would cut her to the core. But I believe she was still staying right there with me. I think she would be angry. I think she'd, you know, dress me up one side down the other. But at the end of the day, she'd stand right there. Because the vows she took weren't just to me. She took them before God. And that's who she has to answer to. So uh, I'm just on that God tip tonight, man. I'm, I'm leaving the streets alone. I'm just staying with the God side tonight. Twin, where you at with that? I, mean, I agree with Pastor. I mean, um, like you said, when you're going through situations, people's past may come up, and like I think we talked about tonight, sometimes when you're in communication phase, you may not remember everything of your past. Um, so there may be some things that may come up uh, the blind side, um, your person that you're with. Um, but like I said, if you're there together and you're committed to each other, you know, it should be that mindset that, you know, there's nothing that we can't make it through together. You know, we, we said our vows, we got married. You you agreed to rock with me. I agreed to rock with you. Let's, let's do this. You know, there's nothing that we can't conquer and overcome together if we're that strong unit that's joined together. Um, and I think if the person, as long as they have the right mindset to overcome their past together or overcome any situation or circumstances that they do face, um, I think they can accomplish it and, and overcome it. And, you know, not to say that the other party may not be hurt by it if it comes up or when they're blindsided by it, you know, it may, you know, it may hurt them and may do that, but once that part is over, you know, and the conversation does happen, you know, where do we go from here? You know, uh, can we move forward and fight this together? Are you still in the fight with me? Uh, are you still going to hold me down like if it was vice versa, I would hold you down? And I think once you get to that point where you can fight, no matter what may come your way, past, present, or future, I think that's when you know that, you know, your past is not affecting you and your past didn't win. Your man and the person that you are today is going to win because you're agreeing to fight through it rather than just let it overcome you and take over you. Miss Quick, what's your thoughts? Um, I agree. You know, uh, like, <clears throat> like Pastor said, you know, when Specifically for being you, you know, when we took our vows, we wait a minute, wait a minute. Just make sure you know that this is archived, so I'm gonna I'm keep a record of whatever you're about to say right now. So go ahead. 
Really? <laughs> when, when we took our vows, we did them before God. So it's it's kind of one of those things now. Now, let me go ahead and say this. If there's any babies after our marriage, then yeah, there's issues. But, like, stuff that comes up from the, from the past that was before me, <clears throat> I just got to, you know, we get through it. Like... I'd be like Duncan and say you cut me deep, Shrek, and we we keep on moving through it together. Oh, that's good to know. Now, one thing that in all this, as a man, and and you know, I got my brothers on the line who are both men, and, and I got the misses on the line who's a woman. So, as us men, when we do come with something that that we was blindsided with or something that we forgot or, or what have you, it hurts us just as bad to bring it to you. You know what I mean? So you're not the only one that's being affected by it. We are as well. Embarrassed, ashamed even, and and maybe not about the situation or whatever, but because like, like, damn, you know, we don't want to hurt you, or you, you know what I mean. Like, fellas, y'all with me, right? Absolutely. All right, help me out here, cause I'm, you know, I'm over here getting teared up, cause you know, we 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 be feeling bad. I'm feeling bad for the fellas. Yeah, you're right. I mean. Anything that comes up that is definitely affecting us that is our situation, you know, it's always that process that we're hurting because we have to tell the person that we love and care about, promise to protect, protect your heart, uh, protect the house, take care of you, this news that blindsided us. And Mm -hmm. that is just, that's even more hurtful to us as the past news that came up to us is having to tell the person that we love and care about, the news. And we're going through and trying to process ourselves, but then we're also scared and nervous to the point, how is the person who I'm with going to take it? Are they, you know, and that's the nervous part that, that's rocking us is how the conversation going to go, how will they react, and whether or not she'll stay with me. Will she still, still want to be with me? Like, what's that reaction going to be? Because that's the reaction that's really going to hurt us is seeing them hurt from the pain of something that came up from our past. Absolutely. Pastor, where you at? Well, for me, um, you know, my wife's opinion of me matters. You know, mm-hmm. um, the opinion of the people on this line tonight, it matters to me. It really matters what you think. It matters how you view me. And if I've done something that is you know, against my character or against what you know about me, man, I, I, I would dread that. I mean, I, I'm not going to say I'd rather go to jail or something like that, but to have to come and tell you that, to have to come and betray your trust like that, I, I just, I don't even like thinking about it, man. I honestly, it, for the three of you get, that's on the line tonight, if, um, you know, I was holding something back, or whatever. To be honest with you, I hate to say that I'm this weak, but I probably wouldn't even get on the line because I just 
you know, I try to pride myself on being honest, being open, being real. And, um, you know, um, to have to tell you that I've betrayed your trust, let you down, I'm not who you think I am and all that, man, that was, I probably wouldn't even get on the line. I mean, I just don't think I'd have the strength to get on the line. So um, what people think of me, Matt, and when I say people, the people that, that love me, what they think of me matters. I want my wife to hold me in high esteem. I want her to look and say, you know what? Uh, there's some great men in the world, and a lot of men do a lot of things great, but this one right here, listen, I know him. I know if he was arrested, it wasn't about drugs. He didn't kill nobody. He didn't, you know, he didn't molest no kid. He, I want her to know that, um, you know, my character is intact. And the same thing with you guys. You saw breaking news on CNN. Local pastor uh, abuses. You know, teenage girls got six of them pregnant, uh, and he's found with with weed <laughs> at the strip club. You know, y'all, I would I would like to think that y'all would say, "Ain't no way, ain't no way." Y'all still got the strip club in my mind. I blame y'all for that. But uh, you know, it's just I I I I don't like disappointing the people that that love me. I just don't. So taking that to your wife, to your spouse, or to the one that you love. Man, come on, man. That's um, that's a pain I don't want to discuss. You know, now nah, I ain't gonna lie to you. You you already know I'm riding with you. I'm I'm coming to get you. We gotta have a talk about it. But baby, I got to go get him. Yes, Period. sir. Now, in regards to to the to the, you know, I I get that, but it ain't nothing that we. Once again, ordained by God, it ain't nothing that we can't get through either. So now, nah, don't 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 go off and hide in the corner because that ain't how we fight. That ain't what we do. You got to get vertical so we can go out here and fight together. You dig? But it, it is it is very it's very challenging and it's it is heartbreaking once again, not only to our loved ones but to us to and more so because we put our loved ones in that situation. You know what I mean? Like, for me, I remember I was uh, driving and got in an accident, and I, I was apologetic. Like, I felt crazy bad because here it is. I've created debt for us, and it's something that's, it's as simple as that. I know debt isn't a simple thing, but in, in my mind, like, like, damn, I'm supposed to be making us better. You know what I mean? But here I am. Setting us back. You see what I mean? Like simple stuff like that. So just imagine if I got to come to you with some news that, babe, no, I got to go to Florida because, ooh, you know, ah, no, I ain't ready for that, bro. Like you said, now I ain't going to run from it. I'm going to hold my head up and take it on the chin. But I'm going to feel bad. It's going to be a long walk. I'm walking a mile, (laughs) walking a green mile. Just, just to have that conversation, but we gotta have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Once again, communication is, is, is that's the foundation, and and we said you know in our premarital counseling you know that we would talk about everything. Maybe uncomfortable, but it has to be had. 
Yep. So we we I'm sure we all agree that I'm, and Pastor, this is this is probably your realm, but it is you know God said He cast it in the sea of forgetfulness, right? Yes, sir. So why can't we? I understand that we're not God. I do. Why can't we cast it in there? Why why are we still, you know, hold on to it? You know, and like you said earlier, somebody say you know, uh, I forgive, but I won't forget. And I I always say you know God forgets. I don't. You know what I mean? I, I forgive you, but I ain't gonna forget. Meaning I'm not gonna let you, you know, at me again. But the fact of the matter is, if it, if I forgive you, I, I too should have forgot about it. But um, let, let's 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 talk about that. Why can't we forgive ourselves and forget our past? Why we hold on to our past so dearly? That's a good question, and, I, and I'll just be honest. I, I'll speak from um, from personal, you know, just just my own personal um, situation. You know, I know that um, you know being like being a pastor. You know, I, I sit down and I talk with people from time to time, and, and it's easy for me to you know prejudge somebody. It's, it's easy for me to say. You come back with the same thing again. You know what? You haven't changed. Uh, you know it's easy for me to to do that, and I and I had to question myself and say, why is it that I keep holding this over that person's head? Why is it that even though I I didn't know didn't say it verbally, you know I, I just it was just like let's just go ahead and get this over because you. I mean, you're coming back with the same thing over and over and over again. Whether it was a, you know, uh, um, you know, a, a, a marriage issue or whether it was a personal issue. And what I found out was this uh, regarding myself. I don't know about anybody else. It was the, one of the reasons it was so easy for me to continue holding that over their head was because honestly, I wasn't close enough to God. I couldn't mm. do it alone. I had, you know, and so what I've discovered is. The closer I've gotten to God, the easier it is for me to say, you know what, because I look at it through his eyes rather than mine. I look at it and say, you know what, he, he don't hold it over my head. You know, he don't, you know, and I don't care if it's a drug problem. I don't care if it's a, you know, alcohol problem. I don't care if it's a sexual problem because, you know, you, you hear about all of them. But the truth of the matter is, hey, man, um, I got to forgive. How can I expect somebody else to forgive them when they've entrusted me enough to listen to them and I'm going to continue bringing up their past? So my question is, okay, we can get some help for the past, but what is your plan? You know, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is it's, it's in Jeremiah it's chapter 29, verse 11. And in essence, it says, you know, it's like God saying, he said, I know the plan I have for you, you know, the plan. You know, and the plan means, you know, your life forward. It means, you know, the things that I've got for you to do and accomplish and places i got for you to go. You know, God still has a plan for everybody's life, and we're so quick to wipe them away, man. So I, I just decided to just, 
okay, let me get closer to God, and the closer I get to him, the easier it is for me to forgive folk. And uh, and so for me, that's that's my answer right there, because without him, man, listen, I may not have said a word, but in my mind I'm thinking, dude, you ain't learned your lesson yet. You know, because folk will come back and say, hey, Rev, I did it again, man. I, I, I know I said I was going to leave her alone, but, man, you know, she called me and she was hurt and she laid on my shoulder. Next thing I know, man, it was on up in there. And, and you know, now she's pregnant and, man, I don't even know how to tell my wife. And on, and I'm thinking to myself, dude, how many times you going to get fooled with the okie doke you know, and um, all of that. And so finally I had to start talking to him, not about his relationship with the girl or his relationship with his wife, but his relationship with God. You know, man, listen, that you, you, there's something missing in you. There's something you, you don't have any boundaries, any guidelines. So something's missing somewhere. And so when we talked about that, um, you know, we, we was able to get to the bottom of the problem. So, um, that's that's my little answer in a nutshell, man. Um, I can let it go the closer I get to God. Miss Quick, what's your thoughts on that? Doc, what's your thoughts? Uh, listening to Pastor talk, it reminded me of a sermon I heard years ago. And the sermon was titled, Flesh is a Mess. And I think that's the reason why we have difficulty uh, forgiving people. Um, I think we hold it over them because sometimes the flesh wants us to kind of hold it over to them. Because, you know, every day is a war between your spirit and your flesh, the good versus the bad. You're warring with that every day, whether to do good, or to do bad. It's it's a constant war. Um, And I think when it comes to forgiveness, uh, I think we, flesh-wise, we will hold it over people. I think it's it's one of those innate natures, a part of our flesh that you kind of just want to, especially if they've done you wrong, it's even more like, well, I'll forgive. Like you said, I'll forgive, but I won't forget. And you really, you're not fully forgiving them if you don't really truly forget about it and and let it go. Uh, just like God, he forgives us of our sins to where he put in the seal of forgetfulness and he doesn't bring it up no more, don't think about it no more. But we as humans and we in this flesh, we will. You know, it'll still, and the thing about it is, if you don't forget about it, it's really not forgiving them because it's constantly going to be on your mind. It may not be in the forefront of your mind, but it's back there somewhere. And one little incident or anything can trigger that thing, and it's right there to the front of your mind. You, you right, piss off like it just happened last hour, that next minute. It just happened, and you're feeling that rage and anger for what someone did that you forgave them for because you really haven't fully forgiven them and let it go. Uh, like I said, I think the more you pray and ask God to release that from you, say, God, I forgave them, but you got to help me with the rest of this. If I forgive them, you got to help me not bring it up, not let it come to my mind, not not let those thoughts come to my mind so that I can really truly forgive them in a way that you will be pleased and in a way that I will be pleased because I'll have mental peace and won't have uh, that anger, that attitude, or nothing towards that person anymore because I really want to truly forgive them for what they've done. Mm. 
see me excuse me i'm 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 a little different, you know, I forgive you but and i and I haven't forgotten per se, but I'm not even rocking with you, like I'm good on that, you know, I'm not gonna even go back down this road, so you'll have another opportunity to offend me or or to you know make me relive that that past because once again. You know those demons that I have, and this is just me making an excuse. But those demons that I have, I still know how they are. So to keep them from waking up, I just remove myself from it or remove you from me, because it may be detrimental <laughs> to you. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I guess I need to work with my relationship with God because I. I'm just, you know, I do it like the strip club. I just cut it off, man. Just not go no more or not deal with you no more. And I'm good. I'm at peace with it. I'm not going to let you control me because essentially once you react, it's a it's a control factor. You know what I mean? They've controlled you. So I guess I need to talk to God about, you know, forgetting it. Well, I'm going to say this because you're very much a light now. If you wrong me, I'll forgive you, but you're cut off. And, and right. it's one of those things you cut off, period. Like non-existent cut off. I can forgive you, but God didn't say I got to keep hanging around you. God didn't say I got to keep bringing you in my circle or bring you around my life and, and to allow you to have another opportunity to hurt me. No. I'm not going to do that. I'll forgive you, but that forgiveness is more for me than anything, but you gone. Like, you're cut off communication. You're cut off from being around me, anything like that. I can pray for you in the distance, but that doesn't mean you have to be a part of close to me or be around me in my circle where you're, you have that ability to affect me or that ability to hurt me again even worse because you already showed me your true colors the first time. I won't give you a second time. Dig that. <laughs> Pastor, are we wrong? <laughs> yeah. Are we wrong? What do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? Both of y'all going to hell? I'm not going to say that. Man. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say you're human. You know, you're, you're human, man, and, and everybody's at a different place. And it, 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 a lot of it depends upon, you know, um, I guess you would say your uh, purpose in life. I mean, for for instance, okay, uh, because I am a pastor, I have members that have wronged me. I mean, they ran me in the ground. They just know he, you know, just, I mean, really, I mean, they really did damage. But the crazy thing about it is they messed around and they hit this place, you know, and when they hit this place, uh, I can't say that it was God, but I can't say that it was a God. And one of the very uh, first places that they called, let me give you a perfect example, and in that way y'all understand it. Um, it was a lady that um, she just, I don't know why, she just didn't like me. That's just all there is to it, you know, and, and she has that right. But I mean, she, she really, yeah, I mean, she, she really, <laughs> she, 
she really just treated my wife wrong. She just did not, she couldn't stand me. But what happened was um, I kept my distance. She was still in the church. Um, I still was obligated to love her. But under my breath, I was, you know, saying things like, you know, I wish a truck would hit you. You know, I'm thinking like that. But, you know, I can't let it come out. I got to be an example. So we go through it, and I don't know, must have been two, three years after I had been there, uh, I get a phone call. Somebody's crying on the other end. I need to talk to you. I need help. And I'm like, okay, calm down. Who is this? What is when she tells me who it is? She said, I, you, it, I gotta have help. You're the only one I can call. I'm like, what's going on? And y'all, this is the God heaven's truth. I, you know, um, she said I'm at the hotel, and I heard her say, "Is he still breathing?" I remember that distinctly, and she told me what hotel she was at, and basically what happened was it was early in the day, and she had been having this little affair with this man. Now, this this woman is married, and uh, she had been having this affair with this man, and they would meet up, you know, during the morning time. Nobody would suspect anything at that time, you know, while her husband was actually working, and uh, this guy had a massive heart attack in the hotel room with her. She couldn't call any of her family. Obviously, she could not call her husband. And the only one she could think of to call was me. And I'll be honest with you, at that moment when she called, not one time did it dawn on me, you know what, you get what you deserve. I immediately called my wife and said, we've got to go to this place. I got to go get this woman. I told her what happened. My wife come out of school, and I had to do what I had to do. But afterwards, I began to think about, I didn't come up to question her. I questioned myself, why did I go do that? Well, first of all, as a pastor, all your sheep ain't going to be good sheep. Some of them going to be horrible, So, but they're still my sheep. Okay, but then the other part is this, when they call you for help, are you going to go or are you going to hold it over their head at that moment? Now, mind you, if her husband had caught me over there, I can't say what he would have done. I'm just going to guess and say he would have probably killed both of us, you know. But, um, you know, to this day, to this day, nobody's ever found out what happened. My wife knows, the woman knows, the hotel, the, the, the first responders, all those people, they know, and and the man knows. You know, the the guy that was caught up in it knows, but I had to go. So at that time, do I allow, you know, what she's done? Because when she called me, mind you now, when we're talking about the past tonight, the past is not always ancient history. The past could be something you just did in the last few minutes. But when she called me, this was in the past. She had wronged me, and she had done wrong. And so after I assessed everything and you know, allow myself to calm down. Let me tell you something, y'all. That is one of the worst things that ever happened and one of the best. I say one of the worst because it shouldn't, shouldn't it should never have gotten there. It should never have done that. But I say it was one of the best because whether she admitted or not, she thought enough of me to say, you know what, this man's going to handle this the right way. I, in other words, she had never seen me cross her. She had never seen me stab anybody in the back, and to this day, to this day right now, when I see her, we speak, 
Um, she asked me how my family's doing. I asked how she's doing. And does it cross my mind? Occasionally, but I, I don't bring it up. And the reason I don't bring it up, man, is because can't say she made a, 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 a mess. She made a bad decision. She made a bad choice. And, you know, thank God it worked out. Everything is fine. It's been, oh, my God, it's been about eight years now, I guess, something like that, long period of time or whatever. But in a situation like that, you know, can I say, okay, you wronged me. I can't come get you. Okay, I can either come get you or I'm going to be doing a funeral, you know, and have a, a homicide, suicide in my church. So what do you guys think about that? And that's a wow. real story. That is not fabricated. Wow. You know, man, I I, I can say that I, I would have played it the same way. It's, it's, man, I got one similar to that, but I'm going to let you have it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, similar. Uh so I, I I played it the way you played it. The, your truth still lie with me this day. Only one know otherwise is you know God, myself, my wife. Yeah. That's it. And it was a very compromising situation. Like your wife called me cussing me out, bro. Yeah. And, yeah, I and, hear you. And my wife was like, "Wait a minute! Like you was home last night, I know, but you know what I mean? Like, so I think you played it. I think you played it the way I, I played it. You know, he 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 was essentially a sheep, if you will, you know, respectively. And and I did what I had to do for the sheep." Now, I would not cross the street in front of his wife because she might run me over, but uh, <laughs> I did what I had to do for the sheep. That's, that's all I got. Twin, what you think about that? I commend you both uh, for what you did uh, based upon the circumstances that you faced. Um it, like that, sometimes you just never know until you place into a certain situation how you will react and what you will do, um, even though somebody has wronged you. Because uh, at the end of the day, I think you still deep down, you may show kindness, even though you may not fool with someone on a regular basis. I think at the core of it, I think you still show the love and kindness. I think it's still deep down inside each and every one. Um, and like I said, until you face with a situation, Sometimes that'll erode those emotional things that you may be holding on in the past and be like, all right, let me just do this because uh, it's the right thing to do and uh, let the chips fall where they may lie. Oh, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you play, the, you play the ball where it lay, bro. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's one of the things I, I do love about uh, humanity and, you know, I love about both you brothers, you know, we're going to get the job done. Yep. We have to talk about it later on. Get some get some understanding, get some straightening. But we go we go handle it and play it the way it lay. It may not be the best situation. It may not be ideal situation. Hell it may not even be the safest situation. 
we're going to handle it, you know, get you through it. But when we get done, hey, bro, let me holler at you. <laughs> hey, let me holler at you. And, and, because, and because I love you, this is why I'm yeah. coming at you, because we don't need to come back down this road. Like Pastor said, you know, old boy could have showed up and just start shooting without asking questions because it looked compromising. That's where we at, unfortunately. But uh, I guess that's the reason why we we the way we are. We built the way we are because you can't we can't depend on everybody in every situation. But were you the shepherd, Pastor? Were you the shepherd? Yep. Got to go grab that lost sheep. Yeah, that's just, I mean, that's your primary function. You, you, the Bible said you lock up the, the 99 sheep. You lock up the ones that are, you know, they're not hurting, they're not sick, they're okay. You lock them up. But you go get that one. And he never said what that one may be. And, um, that's right. You know that's the that's the issue of it right there. It's like okay, now I did have the at least the the, the mind to say, let me call my wife because okay, at least now if we are you know caught up, at least she's with me. You know, uh, right. You know if it, if it had just been you, if it had just been twin, okay, then now I can just go. But because it's um, you know mm-hmm. the, the, the female mm-hmm. right there, I, I need. I don't need to just bust up in room three oh eight and you know, you know, right. my partner. I don't I don't need that, man. So, you know, I at least had that much sense. But man, again, I never know where um that one sheep is going to be. And um I think I probably learned more than, than they did because I again it, it allowed me to see, you know, God's love for me because I know that there's places that I've been that, man, only God, you know, would have would have stayed with me in places like that. So, I don't know, man. It just depends on it. So, it, 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 in essence, you can look at it and just say that was my job. That's my responsibility. So, uh, I understand the two of you saying, okay, I'm not going to let you cross me again. You know, I do understand that. But um, because of what I've been called to do, I have to, you know, I have to <laughs> – I have to swallow it sometimes. Was, those occasions like that are extremely rare. That's, that's not going to happen every month, every year, every decade, but they do happen. And I think it taught me a valuable lesson. You know, don't don't let me ever say what I won't do. You know, mm. and um, so it's it's um, it comes with the territory, unfortunately. Well, I think we can agree that. You know, we ain't going to get that sheep out the strip club. We go wait till they come out. No, nah, I probably would have gone up in there quick. I probably would have bust up in there and no, 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 no. That all of that community and and, 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 and taking communion in there is a little different. Nah, we go. We wait till they come out. We wait till they come out. My time, you know. So. Yeah, no. Yeah. You gonna let his light shine, boy. Gonna let his light shine. Uh, 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 we gonna we gonna wait. They come on. 
situations that that only he know how we got in you know yeah. he probably don't know how we got ourselves in that but he was the reason we got out <laughs> you know maybe with a few mm-hmm. scratches or a few scrapes but only he know how how he got out and because we did escape with those scratches we ain't trying to go back and we ain't gonna let nobody else take us back and we ain't gonna let nobody you know did that control, especially though know, the way me and my twin think, no, nah, no, nah, you ain't gonna give us two times. You know. Mm. Um, yeah. mm. But it's it's just, you know, I forgive you. I do. And you know, and I forgot about the situation, but unfortunately I forgot about you too. Y- you know what I mean? It's just yeah. I, I gotta protect you and and what I got going on in my life. Because if not, it'll be all it's gonna be all bad. And and I respect the differences of everybody's concept of it. But the relationship of God with God is 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 the pivotal point that, that we all have come to. And that's the reason why we're here tonight because we, we was able to change based on our relationship with God. Not to mention the communication. Uh we had to communicate with him as well. <laughs> Believe me, a lot. But uh, we're here now, so we can't let our past define us. We can't let it be a representation of who we are, you know, because that's not who we are. Probably be who we was or what we've done, but not who we are. Mm-hmm. We agree. Can 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 oh, I huh? can I add, can I ask a question? Um, of course, because I really want to know the answer. It may be throwing a wrinkle in this thing because up to this point, uh, to me, we've looked at this thing individually. We've looked at it and said, "Okay, we've looked at your past, everybody's past, or whatever." We discussed the past, but you know, we just came out of. Um, 
Black History Month, and 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 I guess maybe I'm struggling with this, and I just don't have. I do see a portion of it, but I don't see it all. You know, why is it that as a race of people, why is it that we hold on to our past? You know, I, I you know, I, because I am a pastor, I'm expected to attend the NAACP meetings. I'm expected to, you know, to be a part of that, and I really don't have a problem with it at all. I really, really don't. But what I do have a problem with is every time that we get together, especially for an NAACP meeting, at least in this area, one of the things that they're always going to do, they're going to join hands and they're going to sing, we shall overcome. I don't mean any harm, man. I just don't have any, any, I don't have a right as far as I'm concerned to sing that song because they were singing, we shall overcome because that's what they wanted. That's what they believed. That's what they needed. That's what they deserved. Come on, man. I drove up in a nice vehicle. I live in a decent enough house. I can go in any restaurant I want. I I mean, man, and so my thing is why do we still hold on to that? Why do we still, um, you know, when we, when we do march, you know, we Say the same catchphrases. I'm not saying there's. I'm not saying it's not worthy. I'm not saying we shouldn't do it. I'm not. I'm not saying it. I'm just simply asking a question. Why do we hold on to the past so much? Why do we hold on to, you know, we got to keep King's dream alive. Didn't God give us all the dreams? And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with King's dream, but I'm saying what about our dream? What what about what about you know, we talk about what Dr. King did and Rosa Parks did. What difference are we making? Mm-hmm. I, you know, that's that's the, that's just something that just just comes on my mind. And I'm not God knows I, I have no room to really talk, man. I'm not saying I'm setting the world on fire and all these, but these folks were sacrificing their lives and their families' lives and all kind of things, and they were fighting not just for themselves but to make everybody better. And I, we should never forget our past. I, I'm, that's not what I'm saying, but I'm just saying, how long are we going to keep resting there and not moving forward? When are we going to create some memories? You know, why we the, the 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 last great black person? Why did it have to be, you know, Dr. King? You mean we haven't had anybody uh, in fifty fifty years, fifty plus years that have made a significant, you know, contribution to society? You know, it just bothers me. So, again, we've talked about this thing from an individual perspective, but as a race of people, you know, why we got to keep on, I mean, why we got to keep singing, we shall overcome. Now, we should never forget it now. That's not what I'm saying, but why, why, I can't sing it, man. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Me personally, and I'm and I'm gonna uh, twin. I'm sorry, because I, 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 I got to jump on this. When it comes to it's, it's all it's, it's systematic, right? Because every time you turn on your television, the first thing that they show is, you know, you in a bad situation. They're not gonna show you in a in a pros- prosperous situation. So they're gonna remind you constantly that you're controlled, that you are still essentially slave. You know what I mean? So because you're enslaved mentally 
it's still today you're enslaved. So you're not going to get past slavery. They, they're constantly reminding you of slavery. You don't see them constantly reminding the Jews of the Holocaust. You don't. But they keep reminding us of slavery. Like there was zero existence before slavery. They're not going to mention that part at all. Right. Slavery and beyond. When you look at television, and this, this is going a little, little bit further, but you'll follow me. They they show the homosexual acts between the black men. You know what I mean? They show the white men kissing the black women. Like, we're nothing is ever us in a positive set as a family. Uh, there's one show, This Is Us, that show a, 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 a black family. The show Modern Family, there's not even a black family. You know what I mean? But it's supposed to be Modern Family. So I say all that to say it's, it's all systematic. We got to let go of, of our past because it's hindering our future. If you just sit around and, and marching and all this, what are we getting done? What are we getting done? No one's going out to vote. Nobody's running for office that's going to benefit us. So, no, we haven't overcome. And we still shall overcome. But somebody got to do it. Our leaders, we don't have the leaders because they're too busy, you know, propagating likes and, and or soliciting likes and, and, and followers and, and all this. So if somebody don't believe or if there's any type of opposition, they clam up. And they stop. Y'all, you see where I'm going with it? So it's it's all systematic, bro. Twin, what's your thoughts on it? I agree with you. I mean, it is systematic. And uh, and past, like you were saying, they're singing the song, We Shall Overcome. We knew what they were singing or what they wanted to overcome back then. The question is, if they're, are they singing that now because they're trying to overcome what's going on today? Or are they still dwelling on what they were trying to overcome in the past? I mean, you don't need to stay in the past. You don't need to dwell in the past. You can acknowledge the past, but hope that what they went through in the past pushes you to encourage you to do something for the future, to take action. Don't sit on your hands and do nothing and don't take where you are now for granted. Like Twin said, where are the people who's actually pushing things forward, who's running for office, who are doing things rather than being on social media trying to get a like? Um, what are we doing? You know, I think the song could still have reference and meaning, but are you trying to overcome what y'all are going through right now in today's time? Like Twin said, a systematic thing that's constantly being put on the TV where we look at in a bad light. They always show us in horrible light, no matter what we do, good or bad, anything goes on. If it's a black person, we are right there in front of the TV. If it's another race or ethnicity, you probably won't see what ethnicity that is until way later. Black person, they're going to have your whole history, the worst thing you ever did, all plastered out there. So it's like, are they singing it to pay homage to what they went through in the past, or are they really singing it because there's still some challenges and things we still need to overcome as a race, 
and hopefully they acknowledge those things and they are pushing forward to try to accomplish those things. Hold a hand and say, we can, we can front like we're united. Mm-hmm. And holding hand and singing is, is exactly what we're doing. We're fronting like mm-hmm. we're united. We're not united because if we were united. Okay, calm down quick. If we were united, there's a lot of stuff that's going on that wouldn't be going on. There you go. So I may sing with you. And I may be harmonized, but I'm not going to hold your hand. We're not going to front. Either we're going to unite or we're not. Mm-hmm. Don't be my brother in the meeting and then be talking about me or trashing me once we get out the door. It's like, yes. we're going to be united, like be united all the people. Yeah. Just like that. So hopefully that kind of answers your question, Pastor. I know we kind of, I kind of <laughs> took it. No, nah, it did it, it, not yet. Listen, that 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 really did enlighten me. <laughs> I mean, uh, matter of fact, that's exactly what I've been experiencing. We, I'm sitting there holding your hand, and then now, outside that door, man, you you can't even. I can't call you past two thirty in the evening. You know, you you don't want to, you don't, you don't want to get your hands dirty. You know, you you don't want to have anything to do with anything. So yeah. Um, that 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 game and and then to get the other perspective on it, maybe some people are singing we shall overcome and they're thinking about you know the current you know um, um, problems that you know right now maybe maybe that's what some of them are doing but I just I don't know I just I, I was just was struggling with that I guess you would say and um, you know still bringing up. Uh, all the laws and things and all the things that, you know, we got to know recent history also. You know, we we got to gotta be aware of that because I think you just said it uh, quick. Um, you know, yeah, well, you know, what are we, what are we, what are we doing? You know, so, yeah, that answered my question. I'm good. I'm good with that. Let's, we got to, we got to, I know we can't do this right now. Uh, we may not be able to do this on as long as we're airing, but, we got to first identify our problems. You know what I mean? What's, what's, what's really going on? And then let's see how much of our problems that we, that self-inflicted. Mm. But we, we, we're, we're too busy trying to, to place the blame or, or, uh, or we don't, we, we run from accountability and we run from our responsibility. You know, and that's probably part of the reason why we haven't made any steps forward. You know, we still let somebody else tell us who we are. We got to know who we are and know where we come from in order to, when I say know where we come from, as far as, you know, God and and, and our position pre-slavery. You know, we acknowledge slavery. Yeah, we all know. Now let's move on beyond that. You know what I mean? What we don't know is we were kings and queens also, that we were, you know, geniuses, that we were uh, architects, that we were, you, you know what I mean? Like, there's much more to us than just slavery. But the problem is we, we're allowing somebody else who who don't look like us to tell us who they want us to be or who we are, and that's what we're taking the run with. So, again, I'm going to tell you that you're a felon. 
I'm going to tell you that you, you know, um, were raised in the hood, you know, and, you know, nothing good comes from the hood. You know, this is what I'm going to tell you. And you're going to, because remember, there's power in the tongue, and that's what's going to resonate in your mind, and that's going to be that that ceiling for you. I do apologize for saying so much, man. <laughs> I do, but it had to be heard, man, for my humble opinion. He did, and you were absolutely right in what you said. Man, look, bro, y'all know this is a comment. This is a topic right here that, matter of fact, next week is going to be, you know, what have we overcame? Are we still trying to overcome? That's going to be what we talk about next week. <laughs> Are we still trying to overcome? Mm-hmm. We need to know. But this week, we're going to go ahead and wrap up so we can get to work because uh, we can dwell on the past. And it will have no impact on our future. So uh, <laughs> this is just a memory now. So if everybody hearts and mind clear, we go ahead and uh, let Pastor do what he do. Twin, your heart and mind clear? Heart and mind clear. Uh, Pastor, your heart and mind clear? Yes, sir. Well, I'm going to speak for myself and on the behalf of Miss Quick. You know, our hearts and minds are clear. So, uh, Pastor, you go ahead and do your thing, man. Yes, sir. Lord, we we have to again say thank you tonight, God, for um, taking us in some gray areas, taking us in some areas that um, really, God, that we probably purposely have been avoiding. God, uh First of all, thank you that regardless of our past, um, you still love us. You said that you're the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And I appreciate you giving us a second chance and another chance regarding our past. Now, God, when it comes to each other, help us to know, God, that nobody's better than anyone else. We all have a past. We don't have to be uh, uh, proud of it. We don't have to be um, ashamed of it. But we do need to learn from it. God, I pray, God, that we can uh, pick up the pieces from the past and move towards the future and the plan that you have for us. I pray, God, that some kind of way, God, somebody was blessed by this tonight. If it helped one person, God, it was definitely worthwhile. Thank you for these brothers' openness and their honesty. Thank you for Ms. Quick giving a perspective that uh, none of us had. And just thank you so much, God, for just... um, uh, this forum where we can talk about uh, issues like this. So thank you, thank you, and thank you again. Now, God, I pray that we can go um, out and we can make a difference, that we can go out and we can remember, you know what, God forgave me for my past, Now let me forgive uh, other folk and help us, God, to guard, to understand that um, because you've done so much for us, we're required to do it for other folk. Now, God, as we get off this phone, help us to get off and help this word to really take root in our life. Help us to think about it and concentrate and say, you know what, God, am I 
am I who I say I am? Am I still living from my past? Or have I just have I learned from my past? Thank you so much, God. I pray that we're better. I pray that we'll go out and help others to be better. And Lord, continue to keep your hand on this 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 ministry, this call. Keep your hand on the quicks. Keep your hand on twin and on me, God. And help us to make sure that whatever we're doing, we're glorifying you and we're getting the benefit. Thank you so much for everything. I ask all of this. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 And I thank God for for the four leaders that's on this line tonight because that's what uh that's what we are. Whether we want to accept it or not, that's what we are. Uh I am your host, Mr. Quick, number one, with Miss Quick and my my brothers, Pastor Robinson and, and Dr. Twin. I love each and every one of y'all, man. Thank you very much. This would not be Anything without God and without y'all, so thank y'all. Again, I guess to answer the question, no, our past doesn't matter. It's not about who's in our past, what we've done in our past, but what we do in our past. That's the important part. So in my past, I'm going to love my brothers and love my sisters like God want me to, and I ask that y'all do the same. Love each other. Love God. Peace. <laughs>